Ladies and gentlemen, are you feeling uplifted? If so, make some noise so I know. It's so good to see all of you, so many friends and new faces. And our speaker today is a true visionary. We are good friends, and you heard his talents already today. He is the spiritual director of one of the largest New Thought Ministries in the world. He's an amazing communicator of spiritual living and effective living, and it is my privilege in introducing and bringing to the stage to inspire you, to motivate you with his amazing message, Reverend Patrick Cameron. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. What a... uh, I was... I've just been... This is dreamlike for me. You know, um... Seven and a half years ago, eight years ago, when I came to Edmonton and and slept in the basement of the church for six months, it was never on my radar screen to have this kind of event put together. And it's a reflection of how we, it's our teaching in action about living a life of intention. What we teach in our center is, is spirituality and consciousness and the evolution of consciousness. And our founder, uh, Dr. Ernest Holmes, his, his, one of his main goals in life was to embody the Christ consciousness in his spiritual work. Meister Eckhart said in the 1300s, Christ's birth is always happening, and yet if it doesn't happen in me, how can it help me? And that's our opportunity. And so where we perhaps differ a little bit with more traditional ideas is around that idea that that mind, that, that spirit, that consciousness that was alive in that great avatar, whose life we celebrate and honor, and this day is a reflection of that, is, is our opportunity as well. And I wanted to share three ideas with you today, briefly. I want to get back to the music because it's such a... There's nothing like song. It's the most beautiful prayer there is. And we have an amazing group coming up of uh, our choir, which you, you will just... It's magical. And, and Faith Rivera, who is a force of nature. Uh, I met Faith a year ago, and I said, we've got to bring her to Edmonton. And we started talking about Easter, and you're going to just, uh, you'll really enjoy uh, Faith. But the, the ideas are around consciousness, around betrayal, and around unconditional love. Because that is what this great teacher taught and lived. And so around the, this idea of consciousness, we look at a Scripture we look at all the scripture, and Dr. Holmes and all the, a lot of the great thinkers. Thomas Aquinas said that a thing is known according to the state of consciousness of the knower. Is that not our teaching in a nutshell? The thing is known according to the state of consciousness of the knower. And it's so simple, and yet, what does that mean, and how do we, how do we expand consciousness? And we teach, as the, the banner says over here, providing spiritual tools to transform your life and make the world a better place. We stand for goodness wherever it shows up. And I like that. That's easy. I need it simple. You know, the idea of, of um, the fishes and the loaves, if you know the story, there was a big gathering and Jesus was teaching. And so, they, hey, it's lunchtime and everybody's hungry. What are we going to do? And there's not enough food. And so as the legend goes, and a lot of the, his story is really around this sort of magician. And, I, and he, was, he was quite powerful and clear about his ministry. But my tendency to think about that story in terms of that what happened was he... He set the intention, of course, the, the loaves and the fishes were multiplied. You know, back in that day, everybody carried food with him. And I think what he did by his presence and by the, the consciousness that he shared and spoke from and lived from, he just cracked everybody open. And everybody opened up their lunch baskets. 
and shared with one another to the point where they had more than enough left over. And so what it speaks to me in the way we interpret that, whether it's a literal story or not, I know that the consciousness is true because that story is with us for a reason, is it was a consciousness of sufficiency. In other words, he knew who he was. He knew that he was enough and he knew there was enough. And one of the messages for us this day as we look out in the world, I think, is it's very popular right now to step into the fear and the darkness about that not being available for everyone. And what we know about consciousness is if two or more are in agreement, it is done. And so how do we look out into the world and know, despite everything the newspapers and the televisions uh, tells us, that I'm enough and that there is enough. And that is our challenge. But if we look at that story, we realize that his message, one of his message in that was sufficiency. I was uh, flooded with memories this morning. And one of them, about several weeks ago, I did a, a memorial service for a wonderful man, Barry Weaver. And I still feel Barry's presence in my life. He used to track me down before service at our, at our uh, center. And he'd always grab my elbow. And he'd just come up and he'd look at me in the eye and he'd just thank me. He'd say, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you for this center, for this teaching. And I didn't know Barry really well, but he came to me. And I, I love this story because he, he really, he really uh, drew me in. Uh, I fell in love with Barry when he, he said to me he had, this, he had to tell me this story. And I said, okay, Barry, what is it? Because I was fairly busy at the time he wanted to share it. And he said, you know, uh, there was a man that was ready to, to pass away. He was making his transition. And so what he asked on his deathbed, he said, I'd like my attorney present and my accountant. And so they called the attorney, they called the accountant, and they came to see the man. And he asked one to sit on his left side and one to sit on his right side. And... Uh, I'm standing in the hallway ready to, to do a talk on Sunday, and Barry's telling me this story. And he said, so he held uh, their hands. And there was a long silence. It went on for about 45 minutes. And finally, the attorney said, is there something else you'd like from us? And he said, no, no. He said, this is fine. You guys are doing great. He said, you know, when Jesus died, he died between two thieves. <laughs> and if it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. So Barry, wherever you are, and I know you're here today, I love you. And uh, that was it for me and Barry. I just said, I love this guy. Another story around this, the ministry of, of Jesus. He turned the water into wine. The Gospel of John, it's the wedding. They ran out of wine. And he turned the water into wine. Once again, we can think he was a magician. And I think what it is is a metaphor in our lives that he took the ordinary and he turned it into something that was delicious and intoxicating, which was life. If we really look at the metaphor of that story, how does this apply to us? And, and, and turning what is ordinary into our lives into extraordinary. So this day is an opportunity. It's so easy to be inspired with all this beautiful music, but how do we take that to our, our everyday lives? That idea of the water into wine. It's just something to chew on and think about. But the idea of consciousness. So what this teacher did is he brought a new way of seeing things to wherever he was. He rose, he, the story goes that he, he rose the dead. The story of Lazarus, Lazarus had died, and they said, do something. You know, on Sunday morning, sometimes when you come in and you're a little bit low in energy, it's the same experience. It's, it's rising the dead back to life. <laughs> I used to have a construction company, and... I swear to God, on, on Friday at 3.30, when everybody got their paychecks, they all came back to life. 
So I, I think that how we look at that, how we look at his consciousness and how we saw things in his messages, the messages are, are as timely now as they were then. But I think we have to look beyond the literal interpretation of them to apply them into our lives. If, if the Christ is not being born in me right now, what difference does it make? The idea of betrayal. We realize that without betrayal, there wouldn't be no resurrection. And so for all of us, how many times have we been betrayed in our lives? And isn't it interesting how life works? And how many times have we betrayed ourselves? How many times have we betrayed ourselves where we, we hold something against ourselves? Anybody here ever made a New Year's resolution? <laughs> and that not followed through. And so that was part of his message. He didn't say on the cross, that son of a no good Judas, wasn't for him, I wouldn't be up here. He knew that he couldn't stay there in consciousness. He knew that what had ever happened was right and perfect. It was all designed. If we understand it's all God and it's all good, then all of it, even what looks like betrayal, is a blessing in our lives. And I think that, for me, is the, the, the essence of what that particular aspect of his life was. And the last thing I wanted to share with you around this idea is, is this idea of unconditional love. And that was truly his experience. You know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when they came to take him away, according to the, the legend, uh, Peter grabbed a sword and cut the, the guard's ear and Jesus reached up and he put it back together, which I think what he was saying, because what he said to Peter at that time is, we don't do that here. That's not what we do. And he was always able to bring himself back to the grounding of his being and understanding who he was and whose he was, with spirit. And that idea is, is alive and can be alive for us this day. So his, his story has never been more important. His examples, his metaphors of his life there's an exercise that Dr. Rick Moss came to town. And if Jesus were alive today, I thought about this a lot, but if he were with us today, I think this is something that he might do. And I want to invite you to say this with me if you'd like. If not, if it doesn't pertain to you, just let it... Dr. Holmes used to say, take your good where you find it and leave the rest behind. But what Dr. Rick Moss did with us, he did a process called the true friend. And the true friend was a, a, a eight questions that one person would ask another, one partner. And the other partner would respond, I believe, as, as Jesus would respond if he were with us today. So the first partner, and I'll give you your line if you want to say it, is to say, I have felt or I feel, if that is what I feel at the moment, I have felt or I feel unworthy. So would you like to say that if it's true for you? If not, let it pass. I have felt or I feel unworthy. Say it with me. I have felt or I feel unworthy. And so the other partner looks this partner in the eye, can't look in all of your eyes, and what he says, or she says, is yes. And the yes means I know that that's true for you or has been true for you. So yes. And I love you. And the next question, or the next statement, I have felt, felt self-hatred. Say that with me if that's a lie for you or has been a lie for you. I have felt or feel self-hatred. Yes. And I love you. I have failed in the past. Together, I have failed in the past. Yes. And I love you. I have I've felt ashamed at times. I have felt ashamed at times. Yes. And I love you. It has always been my fault at times. It has been my fault at times. Together, it has been my fault at times. Yes, and I love you. I may have done some terrible things. 
I may have done some terrible things. Yes, and I love you. I have felt unlovable. I have felt unlovable. Yes, and I love you. I have felt afraid. I have felt afraid. Yes, and I love you. And I believe that's what Jesus would say to us this day if he were with us. But he is with us. It's his essence. It's his truth. So for for all of us, we're not in this alone. We're not on, in this life alone, and sometimes we can, it can feel that way. I wanna, I'm going to sing a short song for you right now that I think is so apropos to this idea of surrender and offering because all of those things that we have felt at one time or another in our lives, Brian's a little smaller than I am. It's a song called Broken Things. And it's really a song, I believe, to God from you and I. You can have my heart It isn't new It's been used and broken And it only comes in blue It's been down a long road It got dirty on the way If I give it to you Can you make it clean Wash the shame away You can have my heart you don't mind these broken things you can have my life if you don't mind these tears I heard you make all things new so I give it all to you if you want it you can have if you want it you can have If you want it, you can have my heart. So beyond repair, nothing I can do. I tried to fix it myself, but it was only worse when I, when I got through. You walk right into my darkness Speaking words so sweet And you held me like a child With my frozen tears falling down At my feet You can have my heart If you don't mind these broken things You can have my life you don't mind these tears I heard you make all things new So I give these pieces all to you If you want it, you can have 
If you want it, you can have. If you want it, you can have my heart. this day to come together in the, in the celebration of the Christ consciousness and to be reminded of what he had to say, what he stood for. And it is about, at some point in time, our spiritual practice has to be about surrender. There is a life, there is a power, there is a presence that we can use and uses us. And it is stepping into that dance. And for us in the West, the, the life and the stories of this beautiful teacher from Nazareth reflects that so beautifully. And it's not a distant past. It is a present-day opportunity. What I'd like to invite you to do right now, and I'm going to lead you in a, a little mudra. We're going to bring out our, our magicians. Our magicians, they are magical. Our musicians. They are. They're magical. You have, as you came in today, there's a blue envelope. We're going to do an offering today. And this has been our, our, our joy and pleasure to, to offer this to you at... Uh, that we wanted everyone to be here. But if you found some, some value and, and, and continue to find value here, I'm inviting you to, to uh, stand in sufficiency with me. Let us multiply the fishes and loaves amongst us and anything that you can do this day to celebrate that. On your way out today, we have a, a, a bag of wildflowers that we're giving everyone. It's a small bag, and I'm inviting you to take it home and plant them. And there's a blessing that I put together on your way out the door. It's a pink, it's a little pink piece of paper, but the blessing says this. It says, these seeds planted and nurtured reflect the impact my choices make each day. I tend the garden of my mind with love, care, and devotion. My harvest expresses the highest and the best for myself. For those that I love, for the world, for a world that works for everyone. We have, if, if you haven't been with us before, we have decided that we, everything that we, we gather each week, we give a portion of it back to the world. We decided on April 18th, if you're with us, that day, every basket, everything we collect in the basket, we're going to give to three charities. Every cent that comes in that day is going to go to Wynn House, to uh, the Youth Emergency Shelter, and also to Greg Mortensen, who is building schools in uh, Afghanistan. Yeah. But we're, we're serious about this. And for us to be a force for good in this, on this planet at this time, we need to put our money where our mouth is. So I thank you for your support. We have wonderful suggestions, over 50 suggestions. We're not going to throw the list away. We're going to keep it. We're going to work our way through the list. But we are very committed to be an intentional community this year. So I thank you. With that said, I'm going to lead you in a mudra as we sing a song. It's called I Am So Blessed. You'll love it. It's simple. So please join me. And the mudra is this. I'm going to reach up with my right hand which is recognition of the one life, and I'm going to pull it down to my heart. And then I'm going to reach out to the side, which is its earthly plane, and I'm going to bring heaven and earth together. And in gratitude, I'm going to bow. And I'm going to feel that gratitude and blessing grow, and it'll expand and expand and expand, and then I give it back. If you want to stand with me and do that, please feel free. If not, just enjoy. So we're going to go into I Am So Blessed right now. I am so blessed 
I am so blessed. Reach up. One life, my life. Pull it into your heart. And this earthly plane, we bring that in. I am so blessed. It makes our prayer. We bow in gratitude for life, for all the blessings. And as we we stand in gratitude, it begins to grow. So we make the pancake, right hand on top. It expands. And it becomes too large for us, and we just have to give it away from our hearts. I am so grateful for all. We reach up, pull spirit down into our hearts. We reach out, we gather it up on this earthly plane. And it's the marriage of heaven and earth right here, right now. In that consciousness and gratitude. We bless it. It expands and grows. I am so blessed. And we have to just give it away from our hearts. I am so grateful for all that I am. One more time. Let's bring it on down. Bring it to the hearts. Bring it in from the side. That is the prayer of gratitude. Right hand on top, it begins to expand and grow. I am so And we give it away from our hearts. I am so grateful for all that I am. I am so Bless you. Bless you. So it is.